0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Detox Podcast. I am Denise Walker, your host. This is episode 43. And I'm so happy to be here talking to you right now. Um, Next week, on Saturday, May 25th, uh, Write and Rise Poetry Workshop, I'll be facilitating at Lucid Yoga, And if you are an Edmonton local, you can come to that. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. It's basically all about just tapping into your innate creativity. Because yes, even if you don't think you're creative, you are creative. And I will show you that. And also then again, at Lucid Yoga, I will be at their uh, one-year birthday celebration. That's on Friday, May 31st. It's from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And I'll be there writing and facilitating. Excuse me. There will be a little station that I'll be at. And we're going to be doing intention setting, which is one of my favorite activities. So I'm really jazzed that I get to be a part of that. Uh, Yeah. So lucid yoga is obviously (laughs) where where it's at. Um, Yeah. This poem that we're going to be talking about today is called Here and Now. And I think that title really calls into the fact that you have to be present for what this poem commands and f- to access the possibilities that it promises. So here we go. This one is called Here and Now. Here and Now remove the smallest sliver of pain and watch as the release cracks the dam and words flow out like an unstoppable flood, drowning what was to make space to start again. This is all about moments of really intense vulnerability where we have been suffering so intensely And we've been harboring it all inside and hiding it. And we are embarrassed and we feel shame and we feel isolated. And therefore, we lock it all down, you know? But this, what this speaks to is the moment that you decide to actually say it out loud. And that's when the movement begins you say it, and that little tiny sliver of pain that you released, it doesn't have to be this huge, intricate confession, but just one little glimpse into what is really, truly going on, that little release cracks the dam and words start to flow, more truth comes from you, out into the world and it is seen and heard and you realize so quickly of all these other people around you saying, me too. Yes, I've been through that same thing. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that right now because that is exactly what I'm going through and I was too scared to say anything. And so many people start to speak and release and it drowns all the shame and guilt and silence and then we can start again it clears out all of that and you get a foundation which you can now walk forth from here's an example just this weekend I have been talking to you about using cannabis, and uh, I told you that story about how my friend called me a hypocrite for preaching sobriety when I was using cannabis, which is a drug. And she called me a drug user, even though I preached clarity of mind and clean living. (laughs) And oh my word, I had wished so badly that she had never, ever brought that to my attention. There's so many curses that happen in my brain. Like, why? Like, oh my God. Why would you say that to me? Why would you say that to me? Because, first of all, you think, okay. A person looks at me and sees a hypocrite. Super cool. That is not how I want to portray myself. That is not what I want other people to think. And then your mind starts going crazy. Like, oh, well, if they think that I'm a hypocrite, is it because I am? And then you think, oh, well, do I have to defend myself? Oh, but I shouldn't have to defend myself. Then you think, oh, but why does this feel so bad? Why do I want to, why do I just want to rip? them apart with my words and my explanations and reasons why what I'm doing is not hypocritical and you go down this this rabbit hole and I'm thinking oh my god like this happened when did this happen like a month ago I don't know and now I'm like my brain is still hooked on it and I'm having a really hard time releasing it and I think the fact is that she was right you know like I think that for Whatever reason, some maybe perhaps cosmic reason, she decided to contact me and be like, hey, don't you think you're being a bit of a hypocrite? And in my head, that's how she sounded. Um, But it was phrased like that. So, I mean, who knows? (laughs) But I'm thinking it was meant to hook me. It was meant to force me to analyze it. And during this process, I, I kept using cannabis and being, and uh, excusing my behavior to myself, being like, this is fine. This is not the same as alcohol. I'm not addicted to this. Um, I'm meeting people who are also sober from alcohol, but they smoke weed all the time and that they seem completely fine and completely in control of their lives. Obviously, it's just normal. Obviously, it's fine. And there's so much weird marketing around cannabis because first and foremost, it's a drug. It's a drug. And sure, it's marketed as medicinal. You have medicinal marijuana that is the type that is prescribed for specific reasons, but we all know that anybody can go to the doctor before legalization anyway, people could go and say, uh, you know what, like, I have trouble sleeping. Oh, I get headaches. Oh, I have anxiety. And they would just write you a script and you'd be on your merry way smoking weed all day long. You know, it's not like you've been going to the doctor for a problem and the other solutions didn't work. And so now it's like, oh, maybe we should try cannabis and see if that works for you. So it wasn't like that. And you know what? You go to the store now and you're like, it's like choosing wine where you would go. And I don't know if any of you have actually been to dis- to a dispensary, but it says what each strain is good for, like nausea, headache, insomnia. Oh, this one improves concentration. This makes you... Uh, more focused and creative. Well, I'll tell you what, I have never felt creative or focused or anything on fucking marijuana. Like, I just feel high, you know? There's no, like, maybe I'm using it wrong, but that's ridiculous. I'm using the drug wrong, not that the drug is the problem. Like, for me, it's literally just a way to feel different than what I feel like in my waking conscious body. And that is the problem. And it's true. This act has felt really gross inside of my body because the truth of it, the truth of it is that it's wrong and it is of zero benefit to me. And the only reason that I want to do it was because it felt like a free way to get drunk again. That is the true honesty of it for me. It was a way that I could engage in my addictive behaviors without people batting an eye at me until someone fucking batted an eye at me, you know? And then I brought it to my boyfriend and he was like, well, I don't see why you can't see why they think that you're being a hypocrite. And I was like, oh, okay. Apparently you think it too. And then he was like, oh, don't you think that you should uh, be a little bit careful like, later on, he was like, do you do this every day? And I immediately started being defensive and was like, oh, you do it every day. And um, turning every question back on him, which is, like, my old way of dealing with conflict. And he's like, you just have to be careful because you're in recovery. And I was like, oh, don't tell me what to do, you know? And <laughs> – but seriously. Seriously. I actually – do have to be careful, and actually analyze myself, look at myself, and I had been isolating. I had been pretending like there wasn't a problem because I didn't want to admit it because I was embarrassed. I was so embarrassed that I had let this happen to me, and that like I, <laughs> I had been living in. In disalignment from my core beliefs and values, which is, for me, I do not need anything outside of myself to fix whatever is going on. I can engage in really healthy ways to achieve a result. And if I'm looking for something outside of myself, there is an issue. And I shouldn't just engage in in behaviors, like, for a little while. Because that's that was the tricky part. It's like, oh, maybe I'll just try this for a little while. But then here I am, having used cannabis every single day for two months. And I'm not going to use it tonight. Because I had a shift. A little... A little sliver of pain was removed from my heart and from my soul, and I spoke it out loud, as I am to you now. You're the second person that I am telling about this. Because all weekend, I just wanted to text all of my friends and be like, I have a fucking problem with this, and I think I was completely wrong about how this is, And I think it's embarrassing that I thought one way and now I think another. But... And so I really avoided most of my friends. And I honestly, I wanted to go to my sober friends who would understand more, but that even was like, it felt even more embarrassing. It was like, oh God, I don't want to admit to them that I'm struggling, which is crazy. But it's just the way our bodies work. So I went to a friend who... um, who, who isn't sober and who is just a really good friend of mine. And I texted her and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going through some shit right now. And she's like, what, what is it? And I, I could have so easily just skirted around the subject and been like evasive about it. But I was like, fuck that. That is not what I'm about. You know, I am about personal growth, no matter what the cost. And there's a part of me, I think, that engaged in this because, because uh, I wanted more darkness so that I could have more light. <laughs> like, uh, like I, I wanted another catalyst the same way alcohol was a catalyst for so much growth. I was like, oh, let's engage in this horrible behavior that's really bad for me, and then let's remove it and see what happens. Like, treating myself like a freaking science experiment. But, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, as long as as uh, as long as I'm moving forward, I think I'll be okay with that. Um, but, so I told my friend, I was like, you know what, I'll, to be completely honest, I've been smoking way too much weed. And it's not smoking. It's just easier to phrase it like that. I've been eating it. Um, That sounds weird. I've been eating so much weed. Like, whatever. So, um, I've been taking way too much of this drug. And it's fucking with me. And I feel like there's way too many outside voices and opinions, either perceived or real. And it's making it really difficult for me to figure out what I actually feel and how I really feel about it, and I just need to remove it. I need to stop doing it so I can get some clarity. And that was literally like the most important thing when it came to alcohol addiction, Was was clarity. It robbed me of clarity, and I wasn't able to get any traction or get anywhere because the... My brain was just all fogged up all the time, and it made no sense, and I was so inundated by all these outside voices, and I couldn't hear my own thoughts. And my thoughts were just addicted thoughts that made no logical sense, but they were the only ones I knew, and so I followed them. It was all impulse, all emotional response, reactivity, instead of logic and healthy thoughts. So, I really crave clarity. And you know what? I just finished meditation teacher training today. I am now a meditation teacher. And, of course, we did a bunch of meditation during the training. And that's when these shifts really started to occur. And, uh... Yeah. I'm, like, back on the meditation horse, I think. I was meditating every single day from when I was about five months sober until, like, for almost 300 days. I think I was, at 265 or something like that. I did it every day. And I wasn't doing... Really, like, sit down, quiet the mind, dip into the space. We call it the gap, which is you have regular thoughts. You have thoughts that come to you every one to three seconds. A thought occurs. It lasts for about one to three seconds, and there's a little bit of a space, and the next one occurs, and... When you're in meditation, you start, you start to dip down between the thoughts. And there's this space of awareness where you're aware of the thoughts. And then once you dip down even further, it's called the gap. Um, and it's just the space of sort of nothingness, the void, where time and space do not exist. And it's kind of the space of where collective consciousness exists. And everything that has ever happened or ever existed or has ever been uh, a problem and a solution exists in that space. And when you dip into there, you can find answers. You can manifest anything, especially solutions to problems. And when you become in this space and you can kind of look up at your thoughts as if you were underwater, you're looking up to the sky and... It's beyond the surface of the water, and you're looking. You see everything from a way different perspective. You have this awareness and mindfulness of what you're thinking, but you're not in the thought. You are not the thought. You are separate. And you can start to create space around the things that are troubling you. And so, with my training, I am going to... Begin a, a daily practice of meditation again. I am going to sk- keep fighting the urge to isolate myself and to shut down and, and, and be embarrassed about my actions and my thoughts. I just, I just really didn't want to get to a place again, you know, where I was addicted to something else and I would have to like literally go through another program in order to fix it. And I was like, I don't know, like sort of a be careful what you wish for situation, right? Where I really enjoyed that journey. I'm going to be honest, like it was hard as hell, but it was so rewarding. And sometimes when we, we look back at situations, we only remember the good stuff but there are so many bad things there are so many times where I almost gave up you know like why would I ever subject myself to that again that seems a little nuts so I'm not gonna wish for that kind of hardship you know but I do wish for growth at any cost that has become my demand I guess Um, when eleven eleven strikes, I wish for the exact same thing every single time I see it, except for today. It didn't even cross my mind. We were in meditation class and my teacher, she said, oh, it's 11-11. Everybody make a wish, manifest something. And, uh, she, normally the, the same thing comes to my head and I repeat it. And I feel like there's a lot of power in that. And there's only been two times that I had wished for something else. Once when my father was injured in a motorcycle accident. I I wished for his safety and his health and his well-being. And today today I wished for something else as well. So, we'll see. I'll keep you tuned in on if that comes true or not, and it'll probably be ridiculous if it does because I will be banging my head against the wall saying, "Why? Why? Why? Why did I do this?" But yeah, Yep. Yeah. So my advice, I guess, is what I'm saying here, is if you are so inside of your head and you are frustrated and you feel like so many people are telling you what to do and who you should be, or you, at least you feel like they are doing that, of course, of course sobriety first. But if you're not there, if you are not there yet, try meditation Try getting away from the intensity of the day and the intensity of the thoughts and just slow them down. You do. If you're not familiar with meditation, it is not the absence of thought that we're looking for. We're looking for awareness of thought. That's different. And eventually you'll be able to dip into that gap that I spoke of. But at first, perhaps not. Perhaps it'll just be you th- oh, got to do my laundry. Oh, got to reply to that email. Oh, got to make sure I message that person about this. Oh, what do I have to do for my lunch for tomorrow? Oh, I forgot to pick up eggs. You know, just like doing that. But instead of being like in it, you're just observing. You're being, you're sitting in the seat of the witness and you're looking at it. And that practice is really, really, really good for the brain. And it promotes... Clarity. Realization. And it strips away a lot of the anxiety that we feel around those really scary things, those scary truths that we have, right? The ones that we hide. And we can just get a little bit better of a foothold for us to then speak them aloud, tell somebody about them, stop hiding, and get this stuff To start flowing out of us so that we can be cleansed out of all the shit we've been holding on to so we can move forward. Here and now. Remove the smallest sliver of pain and watch as the release cracks the dam and words flow out like an unstoppable flood. Drowning what was to make space to start again. Love and peace, my friends. Hope you have a fantastic week. See you next time.